G'day guys, hope you had a great Easter. Welcome back to TK's Playbook, where I break down the winners, losers and black bookers from each game. The Playbook article is brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win today. Download up and play now. Now, round six wasn't a great round for me. I still had a 350k in the sideline waiting for Nico Hines. So, I expect a little bit of a downgrade and I definitely got that, especially after Captain Ground on Thursday night. Score of 807, not great. Rank smashed out from 4,206 to 8,000. 567. So my main takeaways is obviously I've got a massive issue with my captain from round one. So Nick out of the rescue, we'll see what he can do. Sometimes you do have to take a step back to take a step forward. Been here before, now the challenge is the comeback. So my team value is actually still quite high, making plenty of cash. But the saviour after Easter, hopefully Nico Hines is here. Now, probably best to admit when you're wrong. So I was definitely wrong with the chin. So, But at least I'm having chin. as an any chinner. So... But I'm taking credit for calling this bloke the chin, so I've got to have something there. But I don't get all my fantasy tips right, so I definitely won't for the whole season either. But I love my narratives, and also my sayings are the best. Look, Rome wasn't built in the base, so people that have, haven't got the best rank right now, don't panic too much. Look, in 2021, I was around the same area, probably more. I think I was 7,500 after round seven. So after round 13, I was in the top 1,000, top 50 by round 23 and finished at 232. So it's a long season, so don't panic too much. Trades on my mind, Sam Walker to Nico Hines. That's a no-brainer, been lining up for two weeks. I did do a mid-round range, uh, mid, mid round trade from Joseph Tuppany to Ryan Madison. Look, news of Tuppany missing the game as expecting a child. Too much for me. I was considering to, you know, look... It, the Raiders have a buy in two weeks. That was a major consideration. Tarpany's also not anywhere near the form he was at the second half of last year. He isn't getting anything above 50 minutes a game. So I'd rather go Madison. Madison got like 73 minutes, and he kind of has the same sort of skill set as well in terms of what I reckon. So it just kind of gets me away from Ricky Stewart, which I really like moving forward. So, yeah, he hasn't really been offloading either. Not in great form. I can only imagine a bit more stress becoming a new father, not really sleeping, all that sort of rubbish. So I'm just going to stay away from him. For me, I test to suggest that it's time to leave. So I'm staying away from Ricky Stewart in terms of forwards forever. Now, play charges, fines for Victor Radley, Cohen Hess, Peter Hiku, Cody Nikarima, Perenko Lee and Mitch Kenny. Now, they're all just fines. Now, injuries. Josh Adokar, Sidney's Moses, six to eight weeks. Isaac Thompson, ankle. He's got a scan. Jared Wallace, Category 1, HIA. Jesse Bromwich, throat infection. Jordan Rapana, he had a head knock. Ruben Garrick, HIA. Carl Lawton, shoulder. Tom Travojevic, back spasms, but saying he's okay. Tom Flegler, HIA. Jaden Braley, right knee. Same as previously injured. At the moment, they're saying meniscus. Tamari Martin, fibula fracture. Wade Egan, HIA. And the game just finishing. Adam Dwayhee, Dewey. Unfortunately, looks like he's done his ACL. So, shout out to Adam because that's not great. That's his third one. All right, looking at the games. Storm versus Roosters. Observations. Well, Money Monster, what a great performance. Great to see him bounce back. One try, eight tackle breaks, two try assists, 193 metres gains, 419 meet, uh, kick metres as well. He absolutely destroyed the Roosters' right edge with some cracking play. Probably not a buy right now. He actually scored... Well, it's, it's conflicting at the moment. I'm trying to figure out what's going on between NRL.com and then NRL Fantasy because NRL.com has him tonning up and then NRL Fantasy does not have him tonning up. So an interesting one to have a look at there. Harry Grant, he just can't put back-to-back performance together. Very unusual, 45 metres gained only. Dashed out a dummy half a few times, just didn't really take it into the line. 
I do actually think I'll eventually do will downgrade him to Robson over the over the origin period. Just didn't see out 80 minutes in this one as well. And I do think that he'll be likely managed during origin. I was having a look at last year's minutes, and he had three games kind of in that 50-minute mark. So I do expect, even with Cheese not really there anymore, I think at that stage, though, just the toll of origin really isn't great on these high-level players. And then, obviously, they're in better form than they were, let's say, a couple of weeks ago. So their ladder position at the moment is looking a lot better that they probably can start managing players as well. So at the moment, they're in third position. So that is looking probably likely they will manage him at some stage. Look, I've been saying for another few weeks now, just reassess Sells and Warbrick, Liero come round nine. I think if you've got Katoa, you might push past this point. Sam Walker set up a really nice try for Paulo, but unless you, you're really upgrading to Heinz, I'd probably say keep him for the time being. Do keep a track on Joey Manu. Again, I was ripping over the origin period. Teddy's chances of backing up on some really short turnarounds, probably low given that they've got the quality with Joey Manu that they can just play him. So I do think that his price is kind of creeping up towards by territory and he's going to get in better and better form. Yeah, look, the cheese has gone to oh, it's 450k now. I just can't go there again. His defensive output has improved. Still missing a lot of miss, silly missed tackles. But his major strength is his running game. And it's just pretty much non-existent at the moment. So, yeah, I just can't go there at the moment. The news of Addo Carr's injury probably puts Suwalee probably firm in favourite for that Blues wing spot. Still developing as a centre. I think people are being a little bit unfair on him. But I wouldn't be picking him up fantasy-wise to well after Origin. And you see some consistency in the position. Black Book none. Next game, the Doggies versus the Bunnies. I do think the Souths are starting to heat up. They, have, they had the hardest draw out of anyone to start the season. And generally, when your big four, Cook, Murray, Trell, and Cody are playing well in the same game, it's pretty hard to stop them. Campbell Graham, I think he's the best centre in the NRL. Would love to see Freddie reward him. I don't think he will, though. Great finisher, great carries, and solid defender. Someone to consider up if Freddie brushes him for Origin. He even showed that he could be a deadly winger. He pushed out to cover Thompson late in that game as well. Now, Trell Mitt, he just did what Trell Mitt does. Didn't really do a hell of a lot in this game, but the five things he did do, he's put him, he what, backed up for three tries and put two tries on. So, good game from Trell Mitt, the ultimate showman. I don't know what he does between kicking. I think it's in his own head, I reckon. Like, he's always pointing at the crowd. I love it. He's a bit of a showman, but I do think it's starting to creep in his own head. I don't think people are actually even booing him at the moment. He's actually a really good price, but just the origin break is just too close at the moment. Tavita Tavolo is an interesting one. First hit up, got up limping, managed 19 fantasy points in 29 minutes. They did rest him for the second half. There is a bit of news around that he probably missed the next few weeks as well. Continues to grow in BE and open next price up about 486k. If he did get his right knee, his knee right, and his output did return, I think he would be a buy in those low 400k's. We know his quality. Hamlet Saleh did have a great PPM, didn't get the minutes though. Could Turn out to be a nice cash burn if you need a cash down anyway. Jacob Preston, probably lucky a little bit that he did get Sinbin because it was a minor hip drop, but I think the Sinbin probably saved him from getting suspended a touch. Continues to make some great cash, and he does actually average 50, so no real reason to sell him anytime soon. The Doggies, they did fade out a four-day turnaround. They're actually pretty good for the first 30 minutes, just didn't have much in the left in the tank. One positive was Matt Burden. Picked up his running game, had two tries, and a really nice try assist over turn. He just didn't really have the troops on the field to help him rally in this one. Old cardboard shoulders, Reed Marnie, was one of the more impressive games of his kind of start at the doggies. Still had 15 demerits and managed to 65. So that's the thing. You're not going to be attacking stats every single week. Just really hard to get a read on him. He does overplay his hand in attack, no doubt. Does love to run out of line defense, so I wouldn't be going. He's just got too much head noise. I've already got stags in my team. 
Now, poor Isaac Thompson, we're looking for a bit of news on his injuries. Dropped the ball over the line when Alamotti got him. Threw up it in. Campbell Graham scored two tries where he would probably have been lining up. So... Will be a sell, I think, if his injury is probably over probably two weeks. Now, don't worry too much about Alamotti's 18. He got pushed to the left wing to cover out of car. He actually had some really good plays in this one. It just, he got caught out just not being, he's not really a winger. So no need to really even consider selling him any time soon. He's making some good coin. Black Books, you know, puts Tatola on the watch list. Just a watch list. No need to go after him anytime soon. Cowboys, Dolphins, the hammer just continues to torment anyone that any pondered him. Playing so well, I think he might actually end up in the Queensland squad. Probably my only concern for owners on this one would, given that he can play fullback, centre and wing, it might make more sense to carry him as 18th man over Walshy. Now, Jermaine Ozarko, he's somehow averaging 53 fantasy points. Just a career year under Wayne Bennett. Great finishing at the moment, and you can't really just fault him. His work rate's pretty good there as well. I can't go there, but if you want to, I'm not going to tell you not to. The only thing that you probably got to consider is how long will these giant killing ways continue. Now, Lemu Elu, just hitting mid-30s at the moment. Would love to see him pick up his running game a bit, but that probably is determined a little bit by the half next to him. And at the moment, obviously, they're running a second-tier halves combination. So, look, he's not a keeper. But he's going to hit some good fantasy options uh, outputs and then probably post the origin buys. We can probably sell him out for some nice cash. Now, with the keys to the castle, Isaiah Katoa, a bit of a slow burn cashier here. You probably need to dramatically pick up the defense to actually get your good score week on, week out. Had seven missed tackles in this one. He does average 4.6 missed tackles a game. Showed a nice kicking game, 395 kick meters. Still developing, so he will continue to be better week to week, but just it will be a slow burn. Now... Cody Nicarima has the best calves, I think, in the world. The baby cows just pop, but his fantasy output doesn't. Stay clear of him. He actually lost 8K in this one. Ruben Cott is an interesting one. His PPM has dropped this year from 0.91 to 0.79, only averaging 45 at the moment. We'll continue to lose money. So, unfortunately, with him being an origin selection likely, you just your timing's just out at the moment. So unfortunate that we're probably gonna miss out on Cotter for the time being. Now big Griffin Nave did well to knock out eighty minutes on the edge. Did concede some missed tackles, but he'll he'll be work in progress week to week. So keep an eye on him. Scotty Drinkwater, he's a bit of a massive concern. Despite his two tries this he still can only manage twenty seven fantasy points. Last year he averaged hundred and forty three metres gains, point six of a try, point eight of a try assist, three and a half tackle breaks and one point three offloads. Comparison this year, only running for 104 metres. Still, the try scoring and try assists are pretty much in line. Only two tackle breaks and only a point three of an offload. So, still an attacking threat when you think he's putting on tries, but just his output is just significantly down. It'll be interesting to see where his price does trend and if he can pick up some form. So, keep him on the radar, but definitely... I think he's more of a sell than a buy at this stage. Now, Robson, he's much like Harry Grant, struggling for week-to-week consistency. They do have a 100K difference, and given the origin period, I do prefer to be in the camp of a Robson than myself with a Grant at the moment. So, he had unusual 55 metres gained with the with the footy running. So, his season average is 79, so well below that. With a negative break, even Chester owners made 10K, despite him only playing 11 minutes and scoring four. Now, 6% owners, so I think you should be selling him this week. So I think keep an eye on Sean Russell at the Eels, or maybe do a cash down to Sele or Katoa if you're not an owner. No black book for that one. 
Now, Panthers and Eels. The chin. It's like he knows that I'm just tormenting him, so tormenting him back. But it's still one of those things, still fun and depressing at the same time. I think one notable difference since the buy is Penrith's balance of their left-right offense. So the chin actually confirmed this post-game. They He talked about rebalancing the offense and no longer have it, having a heavy reliance on going to the left because of the kick-out. It's a great balanced performance by the chin. I think he'll just continue to hit these kind of 70 to 80 scores. But let's call this chinning, especially when he tons up. So does have a few weird ones. Like there was a try-save that he had where the guy did a double movement and he got awarded a try-save. That's really strange. Anyway, chinning is just chinning, and unfortunately for now, he's just making me look like an absolute dickhead. Now, Edwards, just remind us, he was his elite quality. scored 98 fantasy points with four tries. He's averaging 62 across his five games with a floor of 44. So a great base, and despite his form, would be literally no chance for Origin right now. So if, it was a, if I was a turbo owner and had some cash, I'd probably consider a straight swap. If you can't afford Edwards, then I really do like what I'm seeing from Taruva. Look, he's really a fullback, but now settling on the wing. Last three are 40, 40, sorry, 40, 44, and 56. So he's growing into the left wing role. He has great base, so I do think that he's someone that you can consider, especially if you want to do a bit of a downgrade. Zach Hoskins, I think, just continues to cement his position. You would think him and the chin have been playing together for years. Great combination at the moment, both in attack and defense. Now, Sonny Luke, he could be another great cash down. Only issue is the HIAs. He's had two, I think, from the memory. Now, he did set up the final try for Cleary, the classic rubber. Now, I do think the starting hooker, 7.5% of coaches own Mitch Kenny. I would be selling him. He needs huge minutes to be relevant. It's just not there in this system as we are looking at it. Now, Lindsay Smith only saw 27 minutes. My issue was always job security, particularly if Martin returns next week. That will send Soro back into the mid-rotation, so Lindsay Smith will be gone. So, not a great punt there. Not liking what I'm seeing from Turbo. It was clearly clearly uncomfortable in this one. And post-game, he did reveal he had back spasms. So, lost 25K in this one. The Jero head is Melbourne Tigers Gold Coast. So, I think it'll be hard to sell him before those three games are over. But I think it's time to start planning your origin period. I was having a look at that. And I do think that Turbo will be lucky to play two out of eight games during the origin period. The turnarounds are just... They just have their buys in the wrong periods. And they play 13 and 16, and then they've got really short turnarounds, which he generally doesn't play. I think Garrick owners are in a spot of bother. Not only did he lose 40K, but likely miss next week because of the failed HIA. He's a hold given the game's ahead, but just shows how the fantasy gods can kill you at any time. Now, Kepi is back to his old ways. He was bothered by the knee last week, but realistically, reduced minutes might indicate that he might have a few issues at the moment, but it is hard to enter a game, especially when you're kind of like 24-0 behind. Gale Weeks is not a half, but they and you know they <coughs> excuse me they did target him throughout this game. Saving Grace was the Garrick HIA, which pushed him back out wide to help him accumulate a few points. Super talented. I actually do think that he could become a very good buy during the Origin break, especially if my prediction of two out of eight games for Turbo does come true. Does have that dual positioning, so it's definitely someone to keep on the radar for that Origin period. Black Book both Cheruva and Weeksy, especially during that Origin period. Next game, actually, Talking League is partnering with Game Day Squad to create our own official Fantasy League competition. That's commenced, what, three weeks ago now. So celebrate, we are giving away 10K, the final 2,500 this week. So get ready and register for free at gamedaysquad.com.au or download the app. Register now for free, like I said, at gamedaysquad.com.au or simply download the app. 
Now, our next live podcast will be Saturday, 6th of May at Magic Round. So meet and greet from 12 p.m., live podcast from 1 p.m. The venue is Lefty's Music Hall, which is in Caxton Street across the road from Suncorp Stadium. So come hang out with me, Andy, Corby, Riley, Rich, Jake, Robbo, and Shawnee. Entry is free. Just get in early for some banter and beers. First game of the day is 3 p.m. with the Waz and the Panthers. Next game, Broncos and Raiders. Now, observations. Paddy Carrigan, we did recommend selling a couple of weeks ago. And I still think that he is at the at the right time. Not an immediate sell, but if you have other issues, you can hold on to him. But I wouldn't be bringing him into the origin period, that's for sure. Played 76 minutes. So it's he did manage 51 fantasy points, but his PPM is dropping. He, look, he's just more of a link man, not really offloading. Doesn't get the extra stats with offloads and tackle breaks that Payne Haas does. Now, Eyeliner, well, she's the most exciting player in the NRL. Scored a great 68 fantasy points, which could have been more. He'd have one pass, which he should have just taken the line on instead of going out to Cobo. So he should just back himself in that situation. But I just love watch, watching this boy play. The news on Ponga and also... So Hammer's form and versatility might even see him miss the 18 for the Queenslanders. So he could be playing over the origin period. But you can't. You can hate on me for Cleary, but not Walshy, because you know my love for Walshy. Now, Adam Reynolds. Biggest concern is his goal kicking. He's at a career low 68%. His career average is 82%. Not sure if he's carrying a niggly or anything like that, but monitor this. As it wouldn't surprise me if at one stage they do move to Stags or Walshy. Now, big shout out to Jared Croker, friend of the show, friend of Corbs as well. He's just a great guy. He's such a gentleman off the field. One of the best goal kickers in the NRL, and I guess he proved that on Saturday night as well. Shark Shooter, be interesting to see where they kind of lie with Savage. I'm sure that probably around that buy period that Savage is going to return. So, do they put Chris back onto the wing or put him into left center? But. Definitely, shout out to Jared. He's just a great guy and it's good to see him back. Now, with no Wyden, Fogarty stepped up in a big way and it, it probably could... I, I do expect Wyden to be in the Origin team, so he'll be missing quite a few games. So, 516 kick metres, 83 metres gained, five tackle breaks and one try assist. He scored a 67 without goal kicking. So, 600k for him is very cheap, so just keep him on the radar for that Origin period. I guess the biggest thing is you probably he's probably not going to score that sort of... That sort of stats every single week. However, that's probably why you want to see what happens with Croker because you, you kind of want him to have that kind of six to eight point certainty, especially around the kicking. Now, Big Papa was huge in this one, not in a fantasy sense, but I just love the intentions with like the opening set of six. He had two hit ups. That's exactly what we needed out of Tarpany to start the season, but he just didn't do it. Now, Corey Horsborough, I love what I'm seeing from him. 72 minutes for his 49 fantasy points. If I could get in writing from Sticky that he could get 72 minutes every week, I'd buy him at 586k. But right now, Canberra forwards are just out of the picture for me. Even guys like Hudson Young, I just trust none of them with Sticky around. Now, Black Book, Fogarty on this one with the watch list. I do think he's going to become an underpriced option for sure during that origin period. Next game, Titans versus Dragons. Now, Sexy Sexton smashed it down this one. They moved him to the right, Boyd to the left, and pretty much Sexton played as a seven. Dominated the ball and kicking, 423 kick metres in this one. Boyd, he only got 34 kick metres in this one. So, slight concern for all us Boyd owners because he did have that versatility with that dual positioning. Now, the thing in Boyd's favour was he was continuing to goal kick. So, probably a 50-50 proposition at the moment, especially with Forum's health at the moment. Wouldn't surprise me if they maybe carry Forman off the bench for a few weeks. Now, he did, Boyd did pretty well for 35 fantasy points, despite, you know, 11 demerits and 34 kick metres. So, 
Could easily score in the mid-40s on a weekly. Now, Jaden Campbell was electric through, finished 68 fantasy points. Never a doubt that he's a first grader. It's just, it's really hard to buy him at the moment because the circumstances just aren't great because they're talking about Brimo being back in round eight. So, just too uncertainty, but he's at a great price. It's just, yeah, just at the moment, it would be better if they said Brimson's out for six weeks, then you'd be all over him. Now, Fafita, he had some really good moments. What I'm liking about Fafita, he's averaging 58. He has not scored a try this year. So, it could be handy back end of the origin period. I just don't think he'll make the origin, period, origin team unless they start losing games. So it could be a 50-50 proposition. He might be the gun that you might want to carry back half of the origin schedule. I think if you can get Jack Bird at the price he is now, he is about 620k opening tomorrow. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a very, very good buy. Has a few demerits, which, you know, it's unusual because it's generally against the smaller guys that he's missing tackles, not the big guys. Not a traditional 13 link like a Radley or Carrigan. He's just more of a tap-on play sort of player. Now, I do think it's my goal to get him for the origin period. I think he's going to be very, very handy. If I do downgrade Gary Grant, then I probably will have cash to probably upgrade someone like a Liero to Jack Bird, which I'd be very, very happy about. Now, Ben Hunt, he's in very, very good form. Back-to-back huge scores. I just think, again, timing. Origin is just probably too close. I do expect him to play a huge role for Queensland. Just a timing one, not a quality of the player one. I think we've got to keep Zach Lomax on the on the watch, watch list. Look, he's bleeding cash, however. He's returning to form back-to-back games with tries. Quality player. Current issues with his hands and defense. Defensive averages three missed tackles, which for someone of his size shouldn't be doing. Now, if he does get to the low 400s, I actually think that you should have some considerations ahead. Does have a track record of relevance. Scored like an average of 43 last year. So Dragons draw ahead is Canberra, Roosters... Dogs, Tigers, and Cowboys. So just keep him on the watch list. Poor game from the Cashies. BMM, Cam Pereira, and also Sloney. Sloney was just on another planet. Bombed a try, even though it was a bad pass from Ravalawa. Like, realistically, a player of his quality should be taking them. Had a number of missed tackles and errors in this one as well. The only good thing is that none of them lost money. So somehow... I guess the frustration with these guys, they only have a ceiling or floor. They've got no mid-ground because that's the type of players that they are. So it's going to be a roller coaster week to week. Hopefully in the next few weeks they can kind of start, you know, maxing out. We can start selling some of these guys out. Now, I think you should close the book on Baby Tino. Only got 22 minutes on this one. Always needed to have another look to judge his minutes. Does some good things, just inconsistent with his minutes. Now, Black Book, keep an eye on Lomax. That's one's for sure. Now, Knights and Warriors. Good game, this one. Now, Frizzell continues to keep it, and I do think he's dirt cheap. Had some issues in round one with the HIA, ankle injury in round two, so I didn't finish either of those games. So, really, when you have a look at his real average, it's actually 66 over the last three games. So, dirt cheap there if you want to take a bit of a punt on a good edge there. Now, Braley owners, they'll be in a bit of owner uh, bother. Now, at least he made his 42 break even, but... Might look like he might be out for a few weeks on this one. Maybe even, who knows, season maybe 604K currently at the moment. He did appear to be very good value going into Origin. So it was a great buy for those that did it. Owners will probably have to adjust up to Robson. Yeah, because the only players around his price are Appy or Blake Braley. So I don't think either of them are buyers at this stage. Cheese is left field, but do you really want to go there again? I'll probably say no. Probably another one left field, Jerry Marshall King. He has no threat of Origin. It's only a slight upgrade up. He's averaging 54, including two games of 60. So keep him on the radar. Declining games from Leo Thompson, Jack Johns, and Matty Croker. All failed to deliver on their recent good fantasy forms. I'd keep holding, though, for the time being. I wouldn't be in... I wouldn't... Yeah, I just wouldn't be investing into them if you didn't hold them. Now, Bradman Best. Now, I think that was probably... It was close to his best game of his career. 
Like, slick performance, three try assists, had some great base stats. It's just, can we get him there week in, week out? I really like the quality of the guy, just, yeah, inconsistencies. Josh Curran had another good game, included 58 tackles in this one. He had this really weird HIA that wasn't an HIA, but he looked borderline dead at at this stage. I got no idea how they didn't pick it up. He did have six missed tackles, and that was the message I got from assistant coach Justin Morgan when I caught up with him a couple of weeks ago, that they just aren't impressed with his defense at the moment. So he's going to lose money in this one, but he's really probably just warming the spot for Murata Neokore. Kurt Mann's an interesting one, if Braley is long-term. They literally have no other hookers in the squad, the top 30. So he's likely next man up. So he's going to be around, he's going to lose about 20K to 510. He's got the half mid weird jewel but in seven games again covering for Braley who was injured in 2020 seven games at hooky average 55.6 so it could be a very interesting proposition to see if Kurt Mann takes the nine jersey and if it is long term if they just say it is again just say it's 10 plus week for Braley I think Kurt Mann will be a very very good purchase now looks like a long term injury to, to Marty Martin now Warriors did send Mike Metcalf to Philadelphia for treatment on his hamstring so probably not back anytime soon probably expect a combo of Volkman and Walker which they used against the Sharks the Wise do have a grueling schedule ahead though Cowboys Melbourne Roosters and Penrith ahead so not easy there for the Wars. now Black Book, Black Book keep an eye on Kurt Man. I do think there could be some value if he can get some good game time and you know we do get just some certainty around how many you know weeks or maybe it's the rest of the season that he will be in alright to round th- the last game up, man, Andy actually went to this game. He was in good spirits for most of it until probably the last 20, and then he was starting to shoot himself. But Mitch Boses was on point in this one. Great form before try assists. Unfortunately, most of them did come from kicks, which means that he was probably not getting the line break assists, etc. So that 74 could have been a much higher. Now, Deal Bags, I like what I saw from him. Great feet. I think you've got to keep him on your radar. So I think as one Lane settles in the season, I think he will flourish. Ryan Madison I brought in was out of the block slow, but did work his way into the game. Given no offloads and eight demerits, you'll definitely take 57 points all day. Now, Adam Dewey, such bad luck. Looks like an ACL. Was actually quite lively as well. And I was liking what I was seeing in the sixth jersey. Not sure where they go from here without their best player. Appy Corosau, he did come into life in the second half, was crafty. He did own the last 10 minutes. Had a beautiful forced in goal, really ruined by his Charlie Staines drop of the Guthos drop goal. Must be having a lot of head noise considering where he's come from. Hopgood got 53 straight minutes off the bench. Got 40 fantasy points. Remember, he is just a rookie, so... He's going to have up and down patches during the season. I do expect him to kind of settle around 60 minutes. I think you're crazy if you sell him leading into the origin break. Just reassess it, post it. Sean Russell, I thought he did some good things. Not a buy yet. You'd want to evaluate over a few sample games first. I also don't mind the young winger, Junior Tupo. Robo tipped him off a few weeks ago. Runs with purpose. He's a big year kid. Just you sort of monitor his progress. Currently only down as a center. He did have scores of 35, 30, 23 leading in this one. So you're not rushing in, but you're... I think if you're rushing in, you're really hoping for repeat effort, which he doesn't have those runs on the board yet. So wouldn't be buying him. But Black Book, both Tupo and Russell, keep him in there. And yeah, it's a long season. So both could do very, very well. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed the playbook for this week. We'll be back with TLT Podcast tomorrow night. Just remember, the because of the scheduling, with Sunday with the Kiwis, plus Paddy this, for this week, because Kyle was away, that was out, is out now. So, or depending on when you're listening to this, you should be out now. So just check your 
your podcast player, and that should be out. Just remember, Game Day Squad, last chance to win two and a half grand. So get into that. And let me know if you're going to get to Magic Round, because I'd love to catch up, have a beer, and we can chat some fantasy and do all sorts of silly things. So, guys... Hope you had a good Easter. Really, round six already upon us. Round seven just about to happen. So we'll check you pretty much tomorrow. So you guys stay safe and we'll see you soon.